Welcome everyone to the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Uh, today we're talking about Halloween on television. It's pretty much any special episode of Halloween theme on a, on any TV show. Because um, usually they have, like, throughout their seasons, a special holiday episode. Um, so this is Matt, uh, at Obsessive Viewer, speaking. I'm joined today with uh, Ty- Tiny and Mike, at Obsessive Tiny and at I Am Mike White, respectively. So, what do you guys think about Halloween on TV? What are some of your favorites? And uh, what do I was, you got? I was thinking about stealing the thing The Simpsons do, mm-hmm. where like my name, you would introduce me as Mike White as a ghost. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, if we would have thought of it, uh, thought ahead, we could. Yeah. Yes. Ah, uh, next year. Ah, uh, yeah, we got it next year. As yeah. long as we're yeah. all, as long as we don't hate each other. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should we start there, though, Matt? I know you were yeah. hankering to talk about The Simpsons. Yeah, let's start with the, the big one, I would say, because um, the Treehouse of Horror series of uh, episodes for, for The Simpsons, every year, starting with season two, I believe, um, mm-hmm. they've done a Treehouse of Horror episode, which in its best was a staple of my Halloween tradition growing up i would watch the simpsons and it would be like i i I forged an association in my brain with halloween and treehouse of horror um because in the early days in the golden age of the simpsons it was it was perfect it was great yeah Um, but then when you get up to the later seasons it's obviously not uh not quite up to snuff um yeah well the problem is the problem is it became uh, less about scary and more just like there was one scary segment and then a and then like the other two were all parody. Yes. Things. Mm. Like they would pick a movie that wasn't even necessarily horror nope. or scary by any means and just parody that. And absolutely. It was it became it became just a pair like a movie parody segment instead of treehouse of horror which i have a huge right. issue with like one of the worst ones that i've seen is a send-up of mr and mrs smith huh. what um, yeah they had one where homer and marge play uh they're it's basically mr and mrs smith with homer and marge um wow yeah it's it's yeah. it's awful was it even a good uh, episode despite the fact that it ruined that it wasn't you know horror like was it even funny um you don't remember I guess I'm, I'm going to be honest and say I haven't seen one since perhaps season ten. Really? Maybe, oh, maybe as maybe as late as twelve. No, I'll tell you, it was probably like twelve or thirteen because mm-hmm. I do remember watching the first few that aired in November. Yes, ugh. from like season twelve to season twenty, they went through this weird, stupid phase where I think because of baseball, Major League Baseball mm-hmm. and their deal with Fox yeah. that they had to air the playoffs, that the Simpsons would always come on uh, their Treehouse of Horror episode the first weekend of no- of November. Yeah. And it drove me insane. In fact, uh the season sixteen series opener in 2004 aired on november 7th now do the math really quick could have done an episode on october 31st oh man that is just terrible is that nuts it's like airing it's like airing it's a wonderful life on january 5th that's exactly Exactly. what it is exactly wow Uh, wow man that sucks yeah yep and like one or two of the openings they've they kind of call attention to it like oh it's 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 November now, but it's still Halloween at the Simpsons house. And it's like, shut yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. just, it's, you know, stop. Maybe that's um, just, just indicative of that time in television. Television was more successful back then. And it was, maybe it was, it wasn't, it was so rigid that it wasn't so easy to move things around or something like that. Cause now it seems so maybe. easy. They'll just be like, well, the show's been doing good. Let's give them like three more episodes this season, or like, yeah, you know, true. it's like Sons of Anarchy is ridiculous this season. Like they've had four episodes, and all four of them have been an hour and a half. It's weird. Yeah, like, I think it, I read that every single episode this season is going to be an hour and a half, and I'm like, yep, done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, maybe it's just indicative of that time that TV was a little more. There was more, you know, more structure to it. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. 
that's a good perhaps. point. Um, yeah. But anyway, the the Mister and Missus Mister and Missus Smithwin wasn't wasn't the worst one of them. Um, I would say probably off the top of my head, the worst one that I'd seen that's not horror related at all was the was the parody like okay you can argue mr and mrs smith was decent because it was a popular movie or at least it was a widely seen movie mm-hmm. this that one you mean the choice makes sense because it was a popular movie uh yeah and and it involved people dying i would say gotcha. that yeah. okay so sure. those two things kind of worked okay i can see where they would make that kind of um that kind of connection, I guess. It's a loose connection, very loose, but mm-hmm. it still works somewhat. But the worst one was maybe, I don't remember what season it was, but they actually did. And this is a movie I still haven't seen yet. And the only reason why I know about it is, and maybe this is just indicative of my me being out of touch somewhere, but the only reason I know about it is I know that Tiny saw it. Um, they did a parody of The Diving Bell and the Butterfly. Whoa. Huh? Yeah. That's weird because that's like a seriously dramatic show. Or right? Or movie, I mean. Yeah. It's like Homer is like paralyzed um, and he uses a computer or whatever to, to communicate. And that's pretty much it. I mean, it's it's a dramatic episode. It's not. Uh, yeah, that's madness. Yeah. That's weird. Yep. Yeah. And it's not like, it's not like there's. It's not like there's a vacuum with, from which there's no there's no horror parodies to to horror movies to pull from because I mean there's been a steady stream of um, horror movies that have been released yearly I mean and even going from the back catalog of classics they can still do it they can still do all of these things but they don't they just want to use do movie parodies sure hmm. um, I don't know I mean that's the I think I mentioned this in the sitcom episode forever ago. That's the that's the South Park effect. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, right? South Parkification. Right. <laughs> um, but let's not let's not get hung up on the. <laughs> yeah, we kind of started out saying let's talk about the obvious one. By the way, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good point, listeners. I hope that it's clear, especially if you've been listening to for a while, if you heard the sitcoms episode, we really love The Simpsons. We Loved do. The Simpsons. Or at least I do. Oh, yeah. I don't mean to speak for you guys, but uh, it was good. Do you guys remember any specifically? Do you have any favorite Treehouse of Horror? Um, Tiny, do you have any? Um, Off the top of my head, uh, uh, I can't think of that many, but... Um, was there one where they, uh, I think it was kind of a parody on, not a parody, but a reference to a show that was on the air where I think Homer was like going through several different dimensions and his family was different. Yeah. Each one. Is that a Treehouse uh, of Horror episode or is that? Yeah. That's, uh, uh, is it like a butterfly effect kind of thing? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. When he goes, goes back in time. Yeah. 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 I wish I could remember what that one's called. Um, I, I can't. I don't remember, but uh, that was a good one. Also, not really horror oh, that much. Uh, Time and Punishment. There you go. From season six. Wow. And I'll tell you, that actually, uh, I think, is one of, if not the favorite Treehouse of Horror for me. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it has the shinning. Oh, yes. <laughs> right? Which has one of my fa- all-time favorite Simpsons lines. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I've been working on it, Marge. Let me know what you think. Uh, no beer and no TV make Homer something, something. <laughs> Go crazy? <laughs> Go crazy? Don't mind if I do. Give me the bat, Marge. Give me the bat. Give me the bat, bat, boo. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. yes. Uh, it's got time and punishment, and it also has nightmare cafeteria. Oh, where, yeah. Yeah. Where Bart and nice. Lisa find out that the uh, the lunch lady has been has been killing the kids for the yeah and feeding the sandwiches. them sandwiches mm-hmm. yeah. oh man that's 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 hands down the best the best treehouse of horror i think awesome. just that collection of it certainly sounds it certainly sounds good those those three together huh yeah that's the one i also I was, really i'm sorry go ahead is that what you were thinking of it was yeah because at the at the end of it uh Homer finally he thinks he's back and he kind of settles for one where his family like they're they're sitting at the dinner table I think, mm-hmm. and then they all like 
they're about to eat and then like all of his family members like shoot these things out of their mouths to eat and he's like eh, close enough or whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i love, like like lizard tongues kind yeah of thing. there you go yeah i love the one where um he comes back and he's like like ever like they're like rich and they're all dressed like dressed to the nines and everything and they're like they're sitting down to to breakfast and everything's perfect and like they're like are we gonna take the rolls to to aunt Aunt Patty and Aunt Selma's funeral, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then Homer's like, "Marge, would you please pass me a donut?" And then she's like, "What's a donut?" And he freaks out and he flips out and he yeah. goes back to the basement and does it. And yeah. then it shows them sitting at the table, and then they look outside and there's just donuts falling from the sky. And <laughs> and Marge is like, "Oh, it's raining again." <laughs> That's hilarious. I love yeah. it. Um, it's good. So indicative of the time. I mean, that's oh, yeah. just such great Simpsons classic stuff. Oh, yeah. I'll mm-hmm. tell you, there's one of my favorites, uh, the other one, I guess, in comparison to The Shinning and Time of Punishment and Nightmare Cafeteria, is is the uh, the very first uh, aired on October 25th, 1990, which has Bad Dream House, which is, which is Take It or Leave It, uh-huh. but has Hungry Are the Damned, which I actually show in school – uh, because it has to do with dramatic irony. Which one's that? I can't. Hungry Are the Damned is where Kang and Kodos ad- abduct the Simpsons. Yes. yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they're gonna eat them, and they and Lisa finds the book. You know how to how to cook forty humans. That's right. Or how to cook humans, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then also because of education, it's it's the the Raven episode. Oh yeah. And that was it, like on the first kind, one, right? It is the very first yeah. one, yeah. And the and the frame story is uh, Bart and Lisa in their treehouse, just kind of sharing stories. And he, Lisa, tells the Raven. And one of the things I remember so much from like elementary school and and junior high was anytime somebody would mention anything about Edgar Allan Poe or anything about the Raven or like the Baltimore Ravens, it was always quote the Raven eat my shorts <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah yeah i love that that's awesome nice um, i also love um there's attack of the 50 foot eyesores when the oh the the um the billboard things or, or the, the um yeah the the donut guy yeah also has nightmare on evergreen terrace oh that was that was that was actually one of my favorites yeah um and uh homer cubed Yes, that's the one I was thinking about when Tiny mentioned uh, going to different dimensions because that's when the one where he kind of goes into like this three D. Yeah, I remember that one now. Landscape that was very cool. I remember seeing that for the first time when it aired and thinking like, "Oh, that's so cool! I've never seen anything like it." Yeah, Um, it was a big deal. I remember them. Oh yeah, doing commercials for that. Right. Oh yeah. Um, Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace, though. That I loved that. That was because. Is that the one where uh, the Scottish guy, uh, the groundskeeper guy, groundskeeper Willie, groundskeeper Willie, he comes back yeah. from the dead? He's like he kind of like a Freddy Krueger type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's I love that one. I love it. Yep. Um, I love it because I've I've never I, I I'm not a huge fan of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise because I feel like it's a little too uh, cheesy for me. It's incredibly cheesy. Oh yeah. Um, and the second one is just such. A, it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen, <laughs> ever. Ever seen? Ever? Wow! I yes. mean, it's this really. I, I second that fully. Yeah, it's 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 just weird. It's this really weird, weird, weird movie. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace. I just love it because, as much as I, as much as of a, of a disconnect I feel with the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, I still recognize it as having probably one of the best concepts for a horror horror uh horror movie yep. franchise because totally. um, I, I mean i love <laughs> i love sleeping and i love dreaming and i love the idea of people control like in their dreams like that um i just think it's a really inventive way to approach a slasher flick um so i and i, I just love their their send-up of it on the simpsons i thought it was i thought it was great yeah nice classic did you guys see the uh, the Guillermo del Toro uh, intro? I didn't. I heard that was on the latest Treehouse really Four. Yeah, I did not watch the episode last night. Once again, I was busy sulking about the Chicago Bears, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did 
watch the the intro online and it is really awesome really it's it's self-referential in terms of uh guillermo's work mm-hmm. it's also self-referential to the simpsons i mean it talks about simpsons past there's like even the little clip of maggie just walking around the side she's got like the alien tentacles when you find out That's remember awesome. the treehouse of horror when you find out that she's actually um an alien or whatever yeah mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's good. I don't know about the episode. I can't speak for the episode, but definitely seek out the the couch gag if you can find it. That's awesome. Yeah, heard, I'll, t- I'll check that out. I've heard it has like twenty different references in it, or something like that. It is. That's it's like six say. minutes long. Oh no way, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Cool. It's six minutes long, but it like it follows the progression of a normal couch gag, a normal oh, yeah. opening. Wow, you know what I mean? Nice. Yeah, neat. So, how does it compare cool. to Banksy's? Oh, um, I barely remember Banksy's. I guess mm. that's, I guess that's pretty telling. Right. I I probably just like the Guillermo one more because I like Guillermo more, and I right. like the Treehouse of Horror episodes more. Mm-hmm. That'd be you cool know. if there was a. Uh... <laughs> Are you gonna say Chris Nolan? No, 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 no. I was gonna say it would be cool if, like, at the end of the catch gag, there's a big thing that says, that says like, "Sorry for Pacific Rim." <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Uh, so you love that movie, uh, huh? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they're sorry. I don't think they're sorry for I, that. Really I don't, don't think so either. I just, maybe it just wasn't, I don't know. I feel like, <laughs> I just imagine like two or three people are listening to this right now and they're like, oh man, he didn't like, oh man, screw that guy. Yeah. Um, sorry, wait, still wait, review wait, us wait. on iTunes. Pacific guys. Rim as in came out this summer? <laughs> uh, the thrilling actioner starring Charlie Hunnam? <laughs> Uh, That's the one. It yeah. sucked. It sucked. Listen to it on the Obsessive Viewer podcast. Our <laughs> thoughts on it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, this is like 20 minutes on The Simpsons. Should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. Um, cool. Let's see. Uh, Mike, did you have any uh, other ones that you wanted to talk about? I do, and I would like to stick in the 90s if you guys don't mind. Cool. By all means. The, the heyday of the sitcom. Yes. I'll say. Oh, yeah. It, if this is the golden age of television, the sitcom had its heyday mm-hmm. 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, um, I actually watched a couple episodes today. I, I kind of uh, sought them out just to just to spur up some memories, and I'll talk about three shows in particular. The first is Roseanne. Do you guys remember the Roseanne Halloween episodes? I Not- never watched Roseanne. Me either. Tiny? <laughs> no? No, okay. sorry. Well... <laughs> Uh, it reminded me a lot of my family growing up, uh, even more so because they were from Illinois, Northern Illinois, which I was as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was easy for me to connect, but there, I, I highly recommend you guys seek out their Halloween episodes cause they are terrifying. Really? really? Seriously scared. Like I, I remembered staying up at night after just watching the cold open to, uh, the episodes called trick me up trick me down hmm. um and it aired sometime I, I think on halloween or october 29th of 1991 and the cold open uh starts with the neighbor lady like walking up to the the connor's house and hearing screams like uh dan and roseanne are screaming inside and so she kind of like makes her way in and then find dan gutted Laying on the kitchen counter, I'm not kidding. Wow. You know, he's wearing he's wearing a prosthetic, like mm-hmm. like comedically a prosthetic. If if I wasn't seven years old, I would have known. Okay. <laughs> and then Roseanne comes in with a bloody shirt and a knife, saying, "You know, I keep telling myself it's just like a fish. It's just like a fish. I, I tried to remind myself this last year, and she's like, last time. And Roseanne is like, yeah, you know, DJ's dad also has." you know this isn't my first husband so uh <laughs> and then the neighbor's oh, like no. I, I gotta go i gotta go and she's like you can't leave you're a talker <laughs> oh, <And> wow <laughs> it is terrifying it's terrifying <laughs> that's awesome yeah it is really good it's it's called trick me up trick me down and it is on this really cool website uh, that has videos it's called youtube <laughs> youtube.com <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> just, <laughs> I thought you were being serious for a second. 
but really, if you search on YouTube, Roseanne Halloween episodes, they all pop up. And awesome. Trick Me Up, Trick Me Down was, was my personal favorite. Nice. I- I'll sum it up quickly because you guys haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of killing conversation here. No. Story focuses on the Connors, and it's like their struggle to have their kids be a part of the holiday. It's, <laughs> it's almost kind of like Christmas, but on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually like one of my favorite kinds of episodes. I call it a microcosm episode okay. where you see, you know, what the whole show is like in this one episode. Luckily for me and for this conversation, or maybe not this conversation, it's a Halloween episode. And, and so I just love it. I mean, it's nice. one of my favorites. I'm, I'm bummed you guys haven't seen it, but yeah. please do check it out. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll test the waters with this one. Did you guys watch the Cheers Halloween episodes? Mm, no, nope. <laughs> didn't watch those either. Okay, yeah, I was a Wings They're guy, not, as... not Cheers. You were a what? I was a Wings kid wings. growing up, not Cheers. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> um, so I'll skip that. I know you guys have seen the Home Improvement. <laughs> yeah, episodes. I was actually yes, mention those. I don't remember specifically, but I I remember liking them. Yeah, I um I. When we talked about it in a past episode, I I remember them, but I don't remember specifics. Was there one with a haunted house that they made? Yes. Okay. There was one where Zach, Zachary Ty Bryan, who, which one's the oldest? That's Brad. Brad. Yeah. Yeah. Brad uh, has a Halloween party at the house, mm-hmm. and Tim f- puts together a a. Uh, it's called the haunting of the Taylor House, okay. and Tim puts together haunted house for that nice yeah i remember that one yeah Yeah. uh let me let me read this one it's called a night to dismember okay (laughs) which is awesome nice it's one. it's the last one it's the last halloween episode i think no it's the second to last it's halloween at the taylor's house jill is worried that mark will spend the night alone with ronnie she asks Brad and Randy to let them to take him to a party they're going to, but they refuse. Mark tells his parents that he and Ronnie are in a film class and that they're going to make a horror film. You guys remember this one? No. I don't know. He, he asks the family to be in it and they accept. When they start, Jill and Tim worry that it won't be good because it isn't scary yet. When they find his video, they decide to watch it to see how it's going. They find out that it's about a boy, Clark rhymes with mark who's been ignored by his family jim lil chad and andy (laughs) (laughs) he sees a mad scientist dr wilson stein to get a potion that will turn them into freaks he then decides to kill them this makes jill worry because she thinks mark really does feel ignored and wants to kill them when they start the next scene he's about to chop his father's head off and mark's hold up a real knife mark holds up a real knife jill has had enough and then decides they need to talk (laughs) Wow, that's the episode. Wow, that sounds funny. That's awesome. I I vaguely yeah. remember that, and I remember Mark being kind of wasn't he kind of the weird one? Like he kind of went through like kind of a goth phase. Not that I he mean, did yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? <coughs> Painting his fingernails black, right? Like a yeah. freak. <laughs> I, I did that in high school. <laughs> uh, nice. What about this one? It's a battle of Halloween pranks. First, Tim scares Al, then Brad and Randy scare Jill, then a strange man shows up at the door asking to see the basement. Jill, Tim, and Wilson tell Brad and Randy that years ago, a man named Clifford Warren was accused of killing his brother, but because of his mental problems, he was put in an insane hospital. Hmm. Little do the boys know that it's a Halloween prank. Unfortunately, Al blows the secret, and they invite to help them pull a prank of their own, but Al blows that one, too. Tim, Jill, and Mark end up scaring Brad and Randy in the attic, and Al and Wilson pull a prank of their own on the Taylors. Do you guys hmm. remember that with Clifford? I don't think so, Mike. <laughs> It was good, Tiny. <sighs> I remember the pranks, but I don't remember much of anything else. Yeah, I don't. Sorry. I, I know I this is kind of killing the conversation, but. I'm trying here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess for some reason I just don't. Uh, I just didn't make a specific note about Halloween episodes for some reason. Yeah. With a few exceptions. Oh, they were such a big deal to me as a kid. Hmm. Huh. Um, <laughs> I have one. Or do, should we move on? Or do you want to keep. Shh. Yes, we can move on. <laughs> um, We're ruining Mike's night right now. I'm I sorry. Um, okay. um, here's one that's equally not going to get a lot of traction in the conversation, but I just wanted to point it out that um, <laughs> Dawson's Creek, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no. 
Um, <laughs> I, I've only seen like seasons two and three have Halloween theme episodes, but or maybe season one. I don't know because the writer of the first two seasons, at least, of Dawson's Creek, the showrunner was Kevin Williamson, who made Scream. Um, so in the first, I think the first season they have a Friday the Thirteenth themed episode where like Dawson's plays pranks on all of his friends and um it's, it's like it goes through the thing where it's like uh, uh Jen is getting like these really really obscene pranks like people calling asking telling him telling her that he's gonna kill her and all that stuff and little threatening notes and then it turns out that it's just her new boyfriend trying to win her affection by being like Dawson but anyway the episode was okay, I guess, but there's a there's a segment where Dawson and Joey are at a store, at like a convenience store or something, and then this guy goes up to Joey and he's like, "Hi, how's it going?" And he's like being really creepy and all that, and then um and then it turns out that he's like a serial killer and then like they catch him, like the the um like really he's a serial killer? Yeah, like throughout the episode, I neglected to mention this, but throughout the episode there's this thing where like the news they're talking about like oh there's a serial killer on the loose in Cape Side. This guy approaches Joey and is like, "Hey, are okay, do you think I can get a ride or something like that?" And then Dawson's all like, "No, you need to get out of here, buddy." Um and then they go back and then later on at the end of the episode they're watching the news and they're like, "We caught the we caught the serial killer." Like the news says that they caught him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it shows a picture of the guy. Um, so it's kind of an interesting kind of, I mean, it's a sappy teen soap opera, but there's kind of this, this little bit of actual kind of genuine, almost horror in it. It sounds like it had a little bit of a scream feel to it. Exactly. Cool. Did you just call Katie Holmes a whore? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, What? <laughs> You said there's a little bit of a whore in it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I don't. Oh, wow. I, I am such a one trick pony. <laughs> like, with my misheard. <laughs> no, that's great. Oh I, I'm dumbfounded. I don't know. I, I like the joke a lot, but I don't know how to. I don't know how to respond to it. <laughs> because I can't. I can't go any higher than that. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> um, oh man, I, our <laughs> listeners are going to be like, "He's really not that funny." What? <laughs> <laughs> Why do they like him? I don't. Get Why it. do they laugh for thirty seconds? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Um, I did uh, not. I did oh, not man. expect Dawson's Creek to come up tonight. I'll be honest. Yeah. Well. You were expecting to talk to me tonight, though, so... <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, it's got to come up at some point. But And then season... I think season three... Like, this is the point where I never go past this episode when I try to watch it. The two times I've tried to watch it. There, there's an episode where it's like the Blair Witch Project. They're like, oh, there's this... There's these wooded areas on this island off of Cape Side, and we're going to go make a make a documentary about the about the... They're not even creative with it. I think they just call them, like, the, the Cape Side Witch... <laughs> but yeah and it's kind of i don't know it's kind of melodramatic and not that memorable like most of dawson's creek yeah it was it was in the season after kevin williamson left and so it went from being annoying teenagers with pretentious dialogue that's kind of interesting to annoying teenagers with teenage teenage dialogue that isn't interesting (laughs) um so yeah but on the other side of the coin, there's another show I wanted to bring up, um, and I completely spaced what it was. Uh-oh. 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 True Blood? No. F- no. <laughs> <laughs> I almost got match dropping F-bomb. That's how it's <laughs> True Blood. Um, oh, actually, I would like to bring this up. Um, American Horror Story. Ah. Horror Story. I was going to ask Mike. about that. What? That was a weird inflection. I was going to ask about that as well. Um, American Horror Story. Um, Tiny, did you watch any of it? I think I made you watch the pilot. Yeah, that's all I've watched. Yeah, it doesn't get much better. Every time that. I see the promos, I'm like, that looks cool. But I can't bring myself to watch it for some reason. That's... I, I'll say this with this caveat. That caveat? Caveat. 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 I'll say it with this caveat that... 
I have only seen the first season and that was enough for me because I was on the fence about it. I waited a year to watch it until last October because the the previews were really off-putting for me. I actually wrote about this on the blog somewhere probably. Huh. Um that the promos were off-putting because like they had just quick cuts. You couldn't tell anything that was going on in it, which is fine. It's established it established a creepy tone, but I there was no real substance to it for me. Um, and then they had like these flashes on the screen in one promo where it was literally they had pulled comments from Twitter from as far as I could see were just random people oh. from Twitter tweeting about it. And then they would have that, and then they would have from the from um, wow, what is his name? The guy that did the the guy that uh, Ryan, Ryan Murphy. Murphy, yeah. From from Ryan Murphy, um, the creator of Glee, comes an original horror show, and I'm like, that's what I want in my horror. Horror is Glee. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It seems so counterintuitive to it. And then finally, in the in the promos, well, that's that's a weird promo because to be yeah. fair, uh, he also created. Um, Nip Tuck, yeah. which was really good for three seasons. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, which is more than you can say for Glee. And I think right. Nip Tuck was on FX, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it true. So. Um, yeah, and it, they may have they may have built it as the creator of Glee or Glee and Nip Tuck, but they definitely mentioned Glee, which I'm like, that's just going to turn away your audience. Yeah, that's um, the the demographic you're going for. But finally, the other thing is that it they build it as an original Halloween or original an original horror production or whatever, and the previews had bits of of score from notable um, um, horror movies. Like they had the Halloween theme playing in it, and I'm like, that doesn't that doesn't inspire confidence in its originality. Yeah, and that was indicative of the entire first season for me. When I, I watched the entire first season, and throughout it, they pay homage to different. Um, to different horror horror icons and stuff by doing like like pieces of their music in it like in the second or third episode whatever episode's called home invasion um they play mm-hmm. bits of the psycho score which is in my mind is just such a big big no-no to me <laughs> like a big problem because it felt less like an homage and more like they were trying to piggyback off of the tone that that score earned in its movie i see mm-hmm. um which it just it just bothered me so much and then there's other problems with it that i won't go into but it was i just didn't get the appeal of it it seemed like it was more i think tiny when i made you watch the p- pilot um <laughs> i think you <laughs> pointed out that it seemed like they were trying to be as weird as possible without having any real um connection or whatever like they were just going they were going it seemed like they were trying to be weird just for weirdness sake yeah that's what i remember yes. thinking yes something along those lines yeah. and it's like yes. that the entire I, show. I can agree with that now yeah. yeah how much have you have you watched mike um maybe a year and a half ago we watched the first Four episodes, maybe five wow. episodes. What'd you think and of I, it? Um, you know, I liked the atmosphere. I kept mm-hmm. waiting for it to get better, <laughs> and and I imagine it does get better. To be honest with you, I, I guess I'm yeah holding out hope. Um, but I just got too busy to to get to get into it. Especially like we started it around October, and I didn't, I didn't want to be watching it in January, right? Just because the mood didn't feel right. I don't yeah. know. I'm very particular about my when to watch scary things. Me too. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of just, I kind of just stopped. Yeah, I see. Huh. So, yeah. So it wasn't, and it pains me not. To, it pains me to throw it away so easily because I want, I want like a good horror show that yeah, isn't inconsistent like The Walking Dead and isn't. There's no other alternative, really. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want something good like that, but it's just it just didn't deliver for me. And the the second season, um, they set it at an asylum, and I'm like, that's that's prime real estate for good horror yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm still I'm so put off by the first season that I don't even want to bother watching it. Hmm. Did you watch the entire thing? The entire first season? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah, and it got a little better. There was some cool. 
there were a couple interesting plots that that kind of came out um kind of good the like the one the best part of it was i don't know if spoilers uh, no i won't it's spoil t- it time's up no go ahead oh, okay time's up okay yeah. yeah spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched the first season of um american horror story but don't worry because i'm doing you a favor <laughs> um two things one um the good thing the good part of it was that there was um uh, the the girl that played the the daughter of um dylan mcdermott and uh mrs coach from friday night lights connie britain um the daughter is this kind of angsty teenager and uh the father is this psychiatrist who is seeing his patients in the home and one of his patients is this like psychopathic teenager who the girl like falls in love with because she's a teenager and you know she's turned on by psychopaths apparently of course um yeah so it turns out that he's a ghost they we find this out early in the season and so, and I'll get to that in a bit because that had a huge issue with me. That hits such a annoying nerve with me. But um, so then, anyway, she gets depressed about something or something, and then tries to kill herself. But he saves her because, like, she took a bunch of pills and sat in a bathtub. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't think she slit her wrist or anything. She maybe she did. Anyway, so he saves her and everything, and she's okay. And then, like, three, four episodes later. Um, Dylan McDermott's walking through the house and he notices all these fruit flies all over the place. And immediately, immediately I'm like, Oh, I see where they're going with this. So then eventually three or four episodes after she tried to kill herself, it's revealed that she actually died. And throughout those three or four episodes, she's actually a ghost in the house. <laughs> um, which I thought was kind of cool, even though I called it the second I saw the fruit flies flying around cause I paid a little bit too much attention to them. Like, Oh, what's this? Oh, we're going to be clever. Uh-huh. Um but I thought it was it, that was okay. That was the shining example of <laughs> of a season that was just trash. Hmm. Um and then the other thing was that um as re- regarding the psychopath kid, um they showed a flashback of his death which he was a he was a kid who basically at okay, at the time I was reading I had just finished reading um the book Columbine by Dave um something. Um, it's a really good book, by the way. It's, it's phenomenal. Um, a fun, phenomenal account of the Columbine, um, tragedy, uh, by Dave Cullen is his name. Um, but anyway, so I just finished reading that. And so his, so the kid's story is that he, as a teenager, he, he was, he shot up a school. He shot up his school. So they show a flashback of the school. They show a library and they show, um, they show a uh, a teacher in the library, so it establishes that it's during the school day, and all these kids are in the library, and you hear gunshots and everything, and then one kid comes in and locks the door, and then they're all like, oh my god, we need to hide and all that, and then they hide under the table, psychopath walks in, um, stupid jock kid gets up, and it's like he's trying, to, he's it's like he's about to attack the kid, but then he stops and he's like, hey, you know, you should calm down, this is, no, no don't do this, it's like, it's so, it's it's so counterintuitive to what I think a teenager would do in that situation. Like it, he played it off like a hothead who was going to attack him and try to subdue the psychopath, but then he stops and he tries to reason with him, and it's like he has a gun, so <laughs> of course he shoots him up and everything. And then we go to a cut of later in the day, the psychopath is in his bedroom and the cops are onto him and swarm his bedroom. And so, and then the, he basically he basically causes the cops to shoot him. So it's suicide by cop. But all I could think about was how in the world did the kid get from the school that he just shot up to home without without being detected? That's the magic of television, isn't it? I hated it. I hated <laughs> it so much because it's so like you know that the second the second that there was that there were shots fired in that school it went on lockdown and the police swarmed the place there is yeah. literally no way that he could have gotten through and if they would have shown somehow that they that he did i would have been like okay i'm on board but there's that just that that plot inconsistency that just eats at me and it bugs me so much and also there's the throughout the throughout his theme music is the uh whistling the music that that um Daryl Hannah whistles in the hospital as she's going toward uh, the bride in Kill Bill. Yeah, yeah. And they play that throughout, and I'm like, you're borrowing from other better work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
again. It seems like a very derivative show. It yeah, really absolutely. is. Mm. So, absolutely. I quit it, and I'll yield the floor, floor to you guys because I've talked way too much about this. <laughs> so, anything else, guys? Tiny? Um, incidentally, the... Uh, the episodes that come to mind for me are from comedies, which is kind of weird. But, nice. um, but not Cheers. <laughs> not Cheers, not The Simpsons, not, not anything the, Mike no. said. <laughs> Home improvement. Yeah. Um, I talked about uh, how much I like Community, and the second season has a really great Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a zombie episode where they're having a Halloween party in the library, and the dean gets some cheap uh like mre type food for the party and it turns out to be poisoned and it turns everyone into zombies and it just goes from there it's so funny uh that's so great yeah and i love one thing i always remember from halloween episodes are just what people dress up as (laughs) because on a tv show they can go pretty far with it because you know they have all wardrobe department mm-hmm. so it's easy for him to come up with with uh, outfits and so troy and abed as a, you know the alien and then uh the the big mechanical machine thing from aliens the yes the uh mm-hmm. james cameron one that was just so funny i love that so much hey and get away from those hotties <laughs> it's i love uh, it and then yeah. just something even something as simple as Jeff dressing up as David Peckham because he's like a classy guy who wears suits. Yeah. yeah. Just that's, it's memorable to me. Um, I love that episode. I think it's a really great, it's a really great example of like a zombie, zombie attack. It's really, it has like a lot of staples of zombie. Absolutely. Zombie movies. Um, um I love it. <laughs> um, I love when he's, when Troy is going through, um, Going through the hallway and he's punching everyone. He says, he says like his catchphrase or whatever, or like a one-liner, but it's always the same thing. It's like um, I can't remember any of them, but it's like I think I think uh, um, I think Annie is dressed as Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah. Um, he's like, oh, oh, what, oh, what big teeth you, teeth you have in your face? <laughs> and he punches. <laughs> and he says it throughout the, throughout the rest of. Them. I might actually play put a clip of that in here, but. You little zombie Annie, what big fists you have in your face! You miss up, Scotty! In your face! Zombie Shirley, I don't know what you are, but in your face! It's funny you mentioned the community zombie episode because last week on the Cornetto trilogy episode of this podcast, I mentioned that um, I mentioned that I made a zombie playlist of zombie music, um, mm-hmm. and I had Queen on there for Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. But what I also had on there was a bunch of ABBA music nice. that was used throughout the episode of Community. <laughs> That's one of the um, best things about that episode. Very smart. Absolutely, I love very it. Smart. Um, and just I love throughout that episode they they refer to the zombies as zombies, which is kind of a you know, it's a staple of zombie movies that they don't use that word. Right. Uh, it's it poked fun yeah. at in the movie Shaun of the Dead. But my favorite one is when <laughs> it's when Troy just goes, holy crap, Leonard's a zombie. That's just my favorite one. It's just, it's so funny. I don't know why. Uh, so great. So that's one of my favorites. And then uh, from How I Met Your Mother, I don't remember the season, but it's the episode with the slutty pumpkin. Oh, yes. Which uh, episode? Because there's two of them. It's I don't remember. Not not the reveal. Not okay. the Katie. No, yeah, episode. not yeah, not the Katie That'd Holmes be, one. Uh, we've one. had enough. We've had enough Katie Holmes so far tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> sorry, Katie. Um, but yeah, I love I love that episode, especially Barney, how he changes <laughs> costumes and tries to hit on the same girl. Yes, <laughs> just so fun. And then all of the uh, this may be from other Halloween episodes as well, but all the different. Uh, couple costumes with uh, Lily and Marshall. That's right. Yeah, the 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 parrot thing, parrot and the pirate, parrot yeah. and the gay pirate. <laughs> and then uh, Marshall dresses up as Cher, and yes. Lily dresses up as Sunny. Pretty funny. I think it's- we said more things that we hate <laughs> than the things that we love. Uh, so hopefully, you guys listeners don't don't mind that too much. Right. But do seek out Roseanne. Because it's fantastic. <laughs> nice. In the classic yeah. Treehouse of Horror episodes, you can't go wrong with those early years. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. And also watch Dawson's Creek. No, no don't watch uh, Dawson's Creek. Uh, no. Not so much. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. That, that, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> And we're back, everybody. This is the Obsessive Viewer Potpourri section for episode 22, the Halloween on TV, um, and whatever else I decide to title this. <laughs> so we're doing something a little different this week in that we were a little pressed for time with our main topic, um, and and Mike is kind of on his honeymoon right now. So we got what we could with him, and then me and Tiny came back, and we're going to do potpourri with just the two of us. Yep. So for our longtime listeners, it's like a it's like a it's like a callback to the early days where it's we sad. didn't know what we were doing. It's a sad moment, it's just the two of us again. It is. Kinda, it is. Nice, it though. feels like nice. yeah. It is kind of nice, yeah. kind of. But you know, it's kind of you know. So your way of saying you hate me and Mike is better. Well. Uh, my words, not yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can say whatever you want on my behalf, but yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> um, you actually got to go to Mike's wedding, didn't you? Yeah, I got. I had like a heck of a time getting to the wedding, but when I actually got to the wedding, um, it went it went off well. <laughs> um, nice. uh, but the wedding itself was just it was it was a blast. It was it was really cool because I mean, like I've known Mike for several years. And in the in those several years, knowing Mike and Pat, I've met like their inner circle, and they're all like super cool people. Nice. Um, so it's really it's really cool. Like you can attest to that when we went to go see Star Wars for Mike's bachelor party. Yeah, they were all I really mean, nice guys. Right. Yeah. Um, Bit but of a one fest, but. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> um, Who'd have thought a bachelor party would be a sausage fest? You know. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. We had Princess Leia in the gold bikini. She was on yeah. a screen, but she she was there. Good enough. Um, <laughs> there was one thing that kind of irked me about the wedding was that it was a beautiful ceremony. It was in Brown County, Indiana, which in the fall is just it's like a very very quaint wooded area, and all the leaves were changing. It was just a beautiful setting. Um, and they, they wrote their own vows, Mike and Amanda did, which was really cool. But in all of the vow speaking and everything, not one of them referenced the obsessive viewer. Ah, weak. Yeah. Yeah. So prime opportunity for product placement, man. Exactly. You know, we should have sponsored the wedding. We should have. Yes. Ah. The obsessive viewer presents the Frederick White wedding. What if this podcast were a time podcast? Yes. Uh. <laughs> but oh well. Yeah. It, I had fun despite the lack of uh, promotion. Open Was it an open <laughs> bar? Uh, Yeah. Well, it was an uh, open bar for beer and wine, which I had, uh, I had some beer and it was fun. Nice. Yeah. It was awesome because uh, I got to, <laughs> at the reception, I got to uh, sit next to Pat who we had on last week for the zombie episode. Mm -hmm. So we were just talking back and forth about gravity, which I actually saw gravity, but we'll get into that in a later episode. Um, but no, it was fun. We were, uh, we got to, I got to hang out with him in person, which is uh, a rarity. Nice. Uh, so it was fun. Um, so if anyone listening has an opportunity to go to, uh, one of Mike White's weddings, <laughs> go to it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so now he's on his honeymoon, um, and we're here, um, cold and alone. He's left us. Oh, that's uh, sad. Yeah, yeah. Not that it wasn't sad before. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, let's get to some potpourri, if let's you don't do mind. Cool. Um, how about you start, Tiny? Sure. Um, cool. We are in the thick of our, of Shocktober right now. I was right. October. What's wrong with me? Nice save. I know. What oh, is wrong with you? Gosh. Now you wonder why Mike's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. So uh, I've been Shocktobering very pretty hardcore for the most part. Um, nice. And that's 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 pretty uh, that's pretty irregular for you because you're not usually that into not not necessarily into horror genre but you're not really that into like shocktober or anything true very true yeah, yeah. so i'm proud this is my most successful shocktober ever and it's, it's only halfway it's over so nice it's going, it's going you, well 
Yeah, and you threatened my uh, throne. Uh, yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm going to make it, but... Uh, Good. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I'm but not for get- our I'm- listeners... Sorry. For our listeners, my throne is uh, is piled on top of 57 viewings. Gosh. Yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> that year I was very single, just so you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> so, the um, yeah, so you were challenging that, and uh, so I, I need to step up my game, actually. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. So what have you Good watched job. lately? Um, the the movie I wanted to talk about was uh, a, a movie I own that happens to fit into Shocktober. It is John Carpenter's The Thing. Nice. Um, I think I saw I saw this movie for it has a bit of a nostalgia feel to it for me because I think the first time I saw it I was maybe ten or eleven or something like that, and it was really late at night on like Sci-Fi and they were showing like an unedited version of it, so like they left in all the cursing and the horror horrible blood and gore and all that stuff and i was just yeah i was just sitting there as like a 10 or 11 year old with my jaw on the floor the whole time like this is so disgustingly (laughs) awesome yeah nice and i'm a big fan of winter and snow so i just love the setting so much nice what did you keep it spoiler free because i haven't seen this version i mean i saw john carpenter's version Mm -hmm. but what did you think of the remake with uh, mary elizabeth winstead hyphen hurt that's not her (laughs) real last name i just like her a lot it's not her last name yet not yet (laughs) um i didn't didn't care for it at all it was very very boring they got away from the uh uh, the i guess the uh the, the mistrust between the characters was was one of my favorite parts of John Carpenter's version. Right. You know how they don't know who's one of the things and who isn't. Yeah. Um, and they it, it was played so well in John Carpenter's version. And it was just, I, I would say, completely absent from the remake. Um, huh. I don't even remember it that much. It was just boring. Uh, really? Yeah. And, and huh. also one of, the, one of the best parts of John Carpenter's version is that it's the the effects that were used, the special effects to make all of the, the gore and the ridiculously disturbing monsters that they shifted into, uh, is it was groundbreaking for the time and it holds up incredibly well. Uh, I, I don't think that, I don't know if anyone will ever match that again. In my opinion, I just thought it was so, I mean, a dude's head falls off and then it sprouts (laughs) spider legs and walks across the floor. I mean, that is freaking cool, you know? That's awesome. So yeah, I uh, that's huh. that's one of my favorite parts of it. Uh, there's so much to like about the movie. There's mm-hmm. it's it's it has a very cool ambiguous ending that I won't spoil. Um, right. It's it's just such a great movie. Um, Kurt Russell can be so much fun. Sometimes he's terrible, but <laughs> yeah. But you know when when he's when he's good, he's he's fun. He, he's a fun nice. actor to watch. So um, yeah, there's just a lot to like about the movie. I, awesome. I love it. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Um, and I've heard, I haven't, I mean, Tiny, we were talking about this before we started recording, but um, I've heard about this, but I don't know how, I, I can't attest to it, but I've heard that the Blu-ray is actually like kind of really good. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm actually, I'm actually thinking about picking it up at some point. Nice. Um, yeah, but I've heard, I've heard really good things about it. And I mean, I like the movie the two or three times that I've seen it, but I just haven't seen it for a few years. So mm-hmm. I'll have to check that out, add that to the Shocktober but I have plans for Shocktober for the rest of Shocktober. I'm feel I'm feeling kind of the crunch that yeah. it's already. We're gonna post this tomorrow, so it's the 18th of Shocktober, and I feel like there's only so many days left. Right. Um. So hopefully, hopefully I can get everything I want in because I'm planning like I'm planning some stuff. Yeah, you gotta choose wisely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um. As for me, do you mind if we move on to me? No, go ahead. I'm all set. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, as for me, I watched, uh, Saw and Saw 2, which, uh, I know you went through pretty much the whole franchise, but usually whatever, yeah. whenever I have, um, Shocktober stuff to watch, it's always, I, when I get to the Saw franchise, I just watch one and two and maybe three, but then after that, I just, I've never watched the other ones, mm-hmm. um, but something I wanted to point out about Saw 2 that I really like that I kind of, I I wish that they would do this more with the horror genre. Um, is that Saw Two was as my, it's my understanding that it was originally it was it was an original script by um, 
Darren uh, Bozeman's I can't remember his name. Um, but it was original, an original script by him. And then they reworked it with, uh, um, uh, Lee Wanell and, uh, and, uh, whoever else wrote saw, um, and they reworked it to incorporate the saw franchise. So whenever I see it, I have that in the back of my mind. And I think this feels like fresh and it feels, it feels kind of like, um, it just feels like it feels it feels good to watch it because you see all these horror remakes or these horror sequels and you see these movie sequels in general that just they they take the formula of the first one and then they take it to they do the same thing to try to try to generate the same response which is always just a disaster. Right. But what Saw 2 does is it does something completely different and it becomes a unique thing in itself and I really appreciate that. I agree. Uh, I agree. Nice. Um, and, and I, you know, I recommend actually watch through the fourth one and treat, treat Mm -hmm. the fourth one as the end of the franchise because, um, I wrote about this a little bit in my Shocktober musings, Um, right? Which you can find on obsessiveviewer.com on the Shocktober tab at the top. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. Plug. But, uh, (laughs) but yeah, I, I wrote about it a little bit. The, the fourth one actually wraps everything up really, really well. Like there are no loose ends for anything. Nice, um, and it like it shows how the work will continue and stuff like that. It's okay. it's actually pretty well done. It's it's not a great movie. I think the first one is. I love the first one so much. Um, but uh, me too. Know, I, I think I think those all of the sequels, all six of them, uh, <laughs> they they didn't live up to that first one at all. Right. But uh, those first four, I actually I'm thinking about. I only own the first one. I'm thinking about getting two, three, and four. Just and nice. just, just treating that as the Saw franchise and just. Trying okay. to push five, six, and seven from my mind. So. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the fourth one was the first one written by the guys that wrote um, The Collector and The Collection, which right. I was kind of a fan of, which that's also another situation where uh, they originally wrote that as a prequel to Saw, but that got declined or whatever by Lionsgate or whoever is in charge of the Saw property, mm-hmm. um, which is probably good for it, but I always... I. Like when I was writing my review of it on obsessiveview.com, um, I couldn't help but think that it would it would have been cool for it to be a Saw franchise and then have like a later Saw movie or um or have like have it lead into like a later Saw movie that has the the collector, which is who he's the serial killer in the collector movies, the collector in the collection, have him be one of the victims of Jigsaw and have it be like have that be kind of how it worked into the franchise, but That'd be really cool. It would have been, but I mean, oh well. Yeah, <laughs> too late now. <laughs> yeah, but um, kind of got away from what we were talking about a little bit. Um, oh yeah, I'll check out Saw Four because one of the things that I liked about the collector and the collection were that the storytelling was was good. It was it was like surprisingly good for a, for a horror movie that could have just easily been torture porn. Um, stuff, but it was, it actually had a pretty good story with pretty good, um, characters. It had, it had depth. Yeah. Yeah. It had a surprising amount of depth for a horror movie. Not, I mean, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to throw the word Oscar around anywhere near the collector or the collection, (laughs) but I will say that it was surprisingly good storytelling for a horror movie that didn't necessarily need it, but, Mm -hmm. um, it's a very welcome addition. Mm hmm. Um, and then I had a couple other things I wanted to talk about real quick. Um, first of all, I'll save that for later. (laughs) Uh, a trailer was released today, um, for, um, paranormal activity, the marked ones, (laughs) um, which this is the like Latin American spinoff. Uh, movie that was teased at the end of the credits to Paranormal Activity 4. God. I know. Just that whole string of words. Just, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I I hate to say this. I hate so much to say this after being so disappointed with Paranormal Activity 4. Mm-hmm. But I'm intrigued. Really? Yeah, it looks interesting. It. Yeah. It basically follows this guy who is experiencing these weird things in his sleep. Uh, who'd have thought that? <laughs> um, but he, it's basically like him becoming possessed. But then yeah. like at the beginning, he, he kind of feels like 
there's like a thing in the trailer that makes it makes you think that he he like thinks he's discovering superpowers, which is kind of it's kind of clever. Mm. Um, but I mean, I don't know. It looks like it could be interesting. It could be an interesting way to tie some things up. But then again, it's the fifth movie in a franchise that hasn't matched the 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 quality of the first movie. So I'm not exactly going to. It's not going to be a midnight screening for me. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Especially if they're coming out in January, but that's neither here nor there. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to bring up, Tiny? Uh, you know, I don't really have any extra right. extra stuff to talk about. Um, not that I can think of. Okay. Um, I wanted to leave us off with this. Uh, Mike, as I said, is on his honeymoon in Arkansas. Um and he left this, uh, he posted this in our, in our pod chat thing that we have with the three of us on Facebook. He posted a statement that he wanted us to share on, um, this potpourri section on his behalf. So if you guys will indulge me, I would like to read it. Tiny, is that okay? No. Oh, okay. He's gone. All right, well, screw you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> when, when either me or Tiny get married, we're going to stay on for the podcast. Just saying. <laughs> um, way to keep your priorities in check. <laughs> uh, that's so stupid. <laughs> uh, we love you, Mike. Um, so here we go. <clears throat> Even my honeymoon can't stop Shocktober. I watched The Ring for the first time since high school. It's better and even maybe scarier than the first time I saw it. The first season, or crap, the first scene is undoubtedly lifted from Scream, but the rest of the movie is as original and as imaginative a horror as horror gets. It's well acted and the... the tension, sorry, tension rarely wavers. I particularly enjoyed the scene in the first or in the second act by, by the lighthouse. The blue gray tones match the character moods and creep factor of Brian in the creep factor of Brian Cox's Richard Morgan was spot on. The climax this time around was more effective. I might have been trying to impress my friends in high school by acting macho about it, but as the as the water as the waterlogged ghostly Morgan child walks toward the toward the screen and Noah, I couldn't help but flinch. This is one of the better Shocktober viewings this year. Highly recommend. Nice. I did a horrible job of reading that, but yeah, the all point you had to do got read. <laughs> I know. Well, in my defense, the the font was really low, and I'm leaning back in my chair, so I couldn't really see. I should have prepared that better. But excuses, oh well. excuses. I know. <laughs> um, so anyway, so what do you th- what do you what do you think of that, Tiny? Awesome. I haven't seen the ring in a long time either. I think I own it. I used to own it. I don't know. But uh nice. yeah, it's a scary movie. Um It Naomi, is. And Naomi Watts is probably my favorite actress. One of my favorites definitely. Really? So interesting. Yeah, Yo, and she's fantastic. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Um Uh no, but uh yeah. She is a great actress and she was she was good in that movie, right. from what I remember. Um yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time either, um, but I do remember seeing it in high school. And I remember, I mean, every, it was a it was a big hit, so everyone saw it. And I imagine that it had the same, well, the same effect as, like, Scream would have had. Um, like, everyone, like, the week after that, everyone was calling everyone and saying, like, you will die in seven days. Yeah. And so it's kind of a goofy, goofy thing that kids do. Classic. Yeah, but I liked it. I, I thought that the the kind of uh, like you said the the kind of um, the atmosphere of the movie was was pretty pretty well handled. I think. Yeah, from my definitely. Memory. Yeah, um, but I'll have to watch it again because I I do own it, but I don't know. Have you ever seen uh, The Ring Two, Tiny? I think I did, but it's been so long. I just I don't even yeah. remember it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and I've never seen its Japanese uh, counterpart, Ringu, um, or its sequels, but I don't know. I have such a weird thing about Japanese horror because they, there's like no holds barred in that, in that genre of, uh, in that, in that, um, in, in Japanese horror. Like they go all out with the creepy, weird, gory stuff, so. Yeah, they do. 
Yeah, so I'm always really hesitant to check out any of their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. <sighs> so, what do you think, Tiny? Should we wrap it up, or do you have any parting thoughts, or um, anything? No, just looking forward to the rest of Shocktober. Nice, me too. What do you have uh, lined up? Anything? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, I might go with uh, Poltergeist tonight or oh, tomorrow. Nice. Watch that one, and uh, I kind of want to get back to the or uh, kick off the Romero zombie movies because I have those. Nice. Um, I haven't seen most of them. I've only seen two of them. I think so. Night and Dawn. Uh, yes. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to your thoughts on. Uh, I'm looking forward to your thoughts on Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Cool. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm ki- like I said, I'm feeling kind of crunch time with it because I have like plans for like I want to do. I want to watch all the screen movies. I want to post something about um, subverting the genre, like Scream and uh, Behind the Mask and Cabin in the Woods, those kind of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also want to watch a bunch of found footage movies and post a big write up about that. Mm. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one final thing. Where are you at in the uh, Halloween franchise? I just watched... Last week I watched the fourth one. Um, okay. I think the fifth one is on Netflix Instant. I think I'm going to watch that one. Next. I think I so, too. Yeah, nice. I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to watch it, but I will. Yeah, actually. I'm curious what, what you think when you get to six. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay, well... I think that about covers uh, this edition of the Obsessive Viewer podcast. I apologize if... Uh, if it's a little jarring for us to go from three to two um, hosts in one episode, but you know, um, we have to make do. We do, we do. When we, when one of us gets married off, we have to, we have to, we have to do some corrections, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, as always, you can follow me, Matt, at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. Tiny, what's your what's your Twitter handle? Obsessive Tiny. Obsessive Tiny, yes. And Mike, you can find him at I am Mike White. Um, and then, of course, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, Facebook at The Obsessive Viewer, Google Plus, all that crap. Um, yeah. And am I forgetting anything? Check out the blog. Yes, check out the blog, the thing that I, <laughs> I spend a ton of time on. Yeah. <laughs> um, ObsessiveViewer.com. We have a Shocktober tab with all the horror movie all the horror movie related content that we can muster this month. And, uh, also a bunch of other, a bevy of other, um, reviews and, and musings and stuff like that. Um, and if you want to supersede the blog and go straight to the podcast and go through the, uh, back catalog of, uh, obsessive viewer episodes, you can go to ovpodcast.com. There you'll find everything separated by season. And it's, it's, uh, it's it's really cool <laughs> so go check it out and tell all your friends alright thanks for listening okay 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 alright were you laughing Mike yeah. Just the way he said, record. Record. <laughs> hey, guys, record. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that was scary. <laughs> that was creepy. Um, Thanks. Uh.